You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome to the Acme Packing Company podcast feed. I'm Justice Mosqueda. This is the Repack. I'm joined here by Evan Tex Western. Say what's up to the people, Tex. What's up, everybody? Feels good to get a win once in a while. Doesn't it? (laughs) Sure does. Yeah. Desperate, uh, desperately needed. The Packers are now at a uh, neutral point differential. Hey, there right we now. go. Finally. All um, right. Three data points is a trend, right? That's what they say. Those Six Sigma people know what they're talking about. So yeah. Matub would be proud of you. This is this is a good sign, guys. This is what yeah. we wanted. Jordan Love throws for 300 yards, 300 plus yards. We did it. We got one. Hang the banner. <laughs> yeah, uh, we did. how it looks is important, and how it looks was good enough to beat a Chargers team that was had a lot of funky stuff going on with them during this game. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure how Justin Herbert hasn't strangled uh, Quentin Johnston, the rookie receiver, and uh, Will Clapp, his center. At one point, he like threw the ball at Will Clapp. That was fun. Yeah, that was after the delay of game, right? Yeah. <laughs> Weird, uh, weird game that started off with something called a stone smart scoring a 51 yard touchdown. That's, that's not a human being. There's, I'm, you cannot convince me that that is a person. I think all of our reactions at the same time was, who the fuck is that? What is that? I don't know. I, I've uh, never heard of him. Apparently he was a quarterback at Old Dominion and he moved <laughs> to tight end. Okay. Sure. Why not? Yeah. Good. Good for you. But uh, yeah, bad bad safety play on <laughs> that touchdown yeah. by by everybody. Oh um, boy, did the safeties stink it up this game? Oh. I mean, especially Jonathan Owens. It, a lot of it was Jonathan Owens. I mean, that touchdown. Uh, granted, the guy guy got wide open because of a blown coverage, but then one of the weakest tackle attempts I think I've seen in a long time from Owens on that one, one on one in the open field. Whew. Yeah, I think. What is it? They they Savage and Stokes went on IR in week eight, so they're gonna have to wait until at least after this Lions game to come off of the injured reserve, which I don't think any you know, I didn't think they were gonna come off in a short week anyway. But Reed yeah. Ford out at safety, Darnell Savage obviously out at safety, Stokes out because he's still on injured reserve. Jair Alexander um was the other uh unhealthy scratch in this game um that's a bummer and that that was a weird situation because it seemed like Jair was trending toward playing through the week just based off of like his practice reps and stuff like that and then Matt Schneidman from the athletic had reported like like right before inactives were dropped he was like yeah Jair Alexander you know is trending toward playing today and then they drop and it's like he's not he's not going and neither is Rudy I'm like what the heck happened yeah, and when when you've got a Keenan Allen on the other side, um, that's that's a problem. 
And Keenan Allen was a problem as expected in this game, but it's probably a good thing for the Packers that he also was not a hundred percent. Um, couple of man, really uncharacteristic drops by him. Um, both right, right by the goal line too, that probably, you know, certainly cost the Chargers some points. And, um, you know, I'm sure he'll want those back, but not as bad as the Quentin Johnson drop up the sideline with seconds left that would have at the very least put the Chargers in field goal range to tie the game probably would have ended up being a touchdown and um, putting up, putting the Chargers ahead uh, at that point with, you know, just a handful of seconds left. So, but he's a first round receiver though. Really glad Packers didn't draft that guy. (laughs) Holy cow. Yeah. So outside of Keenan Allen, the uh, actual receivers on the team were targeted eight times and they came away with 30 yards. So not not great. Not Oof. what you want to see. The tight ends got a ton of work. They got targeted nine times in this game. Uh, Donald Parham Jr., shout out XFL 2020, and then Stone Smart. Um, oh, my goodness. I don't think that there has been a more eye-opening this running back has washed game than what Austin Eckler put together. I mean, even that long run that he had, he was getting chased down from behind by like eight different guys, you know, at the end. Yeah. I mean, he's not, he's not a hundred percent either, is he? But regardless, he also did basically nothing in the passing game, which has always been his calling yeah. card. I mean, two catches on three targets for six yards is a very uneckler like stat line. So he just was a non-factor, like you said, aside from that one run and, and really the Packers, run defense I thought did a pretty good job overall the the stats look a little ugly you know 24 carries 150 yards for the Chargers overall but Herbert got almost half of that all on his own on scrambles um he was they they had no answer for his mobility and his ability to to escape the pocket and and get out and get chunk plays with his legs so outside of that run defense looked really solid I thought I I thought this matchup from a schematic standpoint really was kind of good for green Bay because, you know, you're going to keep the umbrella on top of Justin Herbert and what he can do in the deep passing game anyway. Right. Um, Outside of that stone smart one, I don't know. It looks like Keenan Allen had a 38 yard. I don't remember what that play looked like. Um, I think that was one where he got wide open over the middle again too. And then got some yak out of it. If I remember mm. right. Yeah, so like he he didn't really bomb you deep outside of that Johnston uh, attempt up the sideline that he ended up dropping, and then in the run game, like Packers were bad at stopping inside run, and that's not what the Chargers do. I mean, they're trying to get onto the edge, you know what I mean? So the the thing that always worried me the most, and I mentioned this with Chuck when we were doing the preview episode on Friday, was Justin Herbert running, and you know, lo and behold, he ends up leading the team in rushing. It's like, yeah, I don't know. Once he broke outside of the pocket, I'm like, I don't know who's going to tackle him because I'm getting have his back of DBs. I'm getting real sick of Justin Herbert beating Wisconsin football teams with his legs. If I never see that again, it'll be too soon. Oh, did he do that? I mean, he he scrambled pretty good in the Rose Bowl a little bit. Yeah, I know you're you're being sarcastic, but you don't have to twist that knife. But no, I'm just glad that uh, they found a way to win this one. Chucks are uh, 2-0 in Rose Bowls against Wisconsin. <laughs> don't, don't let anyone forget uh, that. I'm take um, another sip of this scotch right now and pretend <laughs> I didn't hear that. Did you see what uh, Russell did today? Two picks, fumble recovery, I think. Good yeah. for him, man. Good for him. 
Good for him. That's happy for that guy. I feel like I have a lot of AFC teams, but he's one. That's one of my AFC teams, at least. Moving forward, I'm I'm hoping that they can make it into the playoffs. This playoff race is like kind of interesting, but not interesting at the same time. Like the Chargers losing, pretty much means that they're done for. They're I don't know. Like I guess we're just hoping for a a Bills rally, or I guess we're on Rogers' watch, right? <laughs> oh man, I I I can't. I still can't wrap my head around that that coming back. Honestly, the the one that's that's got me really interested on in the AFC is Houston. I'm I'm really curious to see how how far they can go um, with Stroud, um, you know, rookie quarterback with you know down to their second string running back. Um, and and is I forget is D'Amico Ryan's a first year head coach or is this a second year? First year. Either, yeah, yeah. First year. So so there's just a lot of crazy stuff going on there, and and I'm you know I don't know I'm kind of pulling for them a little bit too. So what else happened in this game that's worth mentioning before we get into vibe checks? Uh, lots of sloppy stuff just in general. The Packers had three fumbles. The Chargers had two. This was a mess. For a while, like it was very like, you know, play yakety sacks in the background. <laughs> Everyone was kind of watching this game, too, from like a national media perspective. I want to let you guys know that this slate stunk. It was on Sunday. And it this was, was like bad. <laughs> this was like the only like three point line uh, in the morning slate. So I had a lot of friends hit me up being like. Hey, I guess I'm going to watch Chargers Packers this morning. Go Packers. And I'm like, yeah, dude, this is this is the state of the NFL right now. Um, weird game. The the opening kickoff was yeah. Keyshawn oh taking it to like the 40 or 50 and then just Dal- a double penalty on Dalton Levitt. He must have said something to that ref that that really pissed him off to get a second flag for uh for the unsportsmanlike conduct so um i i don't know what the hell happened there but then then the whole thing about well we can't figure out where to spot the ball are we going to spot it at the the 13 no we're going to spot it like the five no we're going to spot it the eight it's at the seven yeah yeah so weird just a mess there so that was that was a, a bit of a cluster um i mean packers getting you know jordan love took a weird sack that pushed them out to like they had gotten to like the twenty yard line, and then they get backed up all the way to like the thirty five, and made Anders Carlson try to hit a fifty two yard field goal. That that one I'm not going to put on him too much because it looked like it was kind of a wonky snap, and then you know it was a long one, messed up his timing, and then he goes out and misses a PAT, and I'm thinking, all right, this is going to be last week all over again, where the Packers are going to need to, you know, could have needed a field goal to tie, and instead, you know, have to have to go for a touchdown because they're down four, and thankfully that didn't end up coming into play because you know got a got a nice nice toss from love to dobbs and back in the end zone so oh Every, and everyone Jaden reed good too so sorry yeah Jaden reed good just gonna leave it with that from good 46 yeah. yards rushing and a touchdown 46 yards receiving <laughs> dontavian wicks had 91 yards he ended up leading the team in receiving yards dobbs had 53 and a touchdown uh, Christian Watson had 21 and a touchdown. Musgrave got a couple opportunities. Tucker Craft, yeah, buddy, down up the sideline. <laughs> if he had close. somehow kept his feet in bounds on that and and scored, that would have been. I mean, that easily would have been a top ten play at the end of this year 
um the fact that like that that was even close was fantastic i cannot wait to see what they do when they finally really start working him into the passing game a little bit more because again they gave musgrave one of those flat routes on fourth and one and he goes down on first contact yeah um and then Kraft basically you know takes a similar type of route on on the other side uh down for you know 27 yards almost takes it all the way in the end zone so oh some fun stuff though but some weird stuff too (laughs) this is all i wanted to see like every every young packer has like their own little moment in this Mm -hmm. game it's like so I like all I need to see is signs of life. I'm not asking for much. I'm not even asking for wins at this point. Just need to see signs of life. Like <laughs> just don't be so sloppy. I, I do know what we can talk about. Running back. Yeah. I don't know how we didn't touch this yet. So yeah. AJ Dillon gets 14 carries. Aaron Jones only has four. You might be wondering how the heck did that happen? Well, Aaron Jones went down with a knee injury, um, ended up getting carted to the locker room. Emmanuel Wilson also got carted to the locker room after three carries with a shoulder injury that is suspected to be a uh, shoulder dislocation, I think. Is I think what that's it what it, yeah, that's what we were we were hearing. Um, for Jones, they did the MRI, and nothing came back from a ligament perspective. That is crazy. Awesome. As long <laughs> yeah. as as long as. Uh, I actually don't know if you can get uh, meniscus on an MRI. I'm not yeah, smart, smart it's, enough. To it's soft tissue, so that's probably the best place to to get it. So, so if that didn't show up either, yeah, I mean that's good sign. Hopefully, it's yeah. just a sprain or something like that. Then, and it was just a spooky situation for him. I know Matt Lafleur after the game in the press conference said that he doesn't expect it to be like a long term thing with Jones. So. That is I nice. will say, I mean, there's no way he's playing on Thursday against no, Detroit, I'm sure. And, no and probably probably Wilson, too. So, Ellis Merriweather, come on down off the practice squad and be A.J. Dillon's backup. Yeah, so Ellis Merriweather, um, I know someone who coached the offensive line that he was on in junior college. And the way that it was described to me is this guy is basically kind of like uh, Patrick Taylor all over again so if you guys want the early scoop on him i guess that's the situation there right. i know people brought up um patrick taylor because he's on the the uh patriots practice squad right now yeah. so you could technically pick him up you wouldn't be able to pick him up until tuesday though so he's not coming in in, in practice or anything until wednesday i mean you're talking the day before a game um which is fine if you're just going to run stock plays, but if you're trying to do any of the game plan stuff, like, right. you know, Matt likes to do the, I mean, there was the tricky dicky d- fake <laughs> double screen Musgrave up the middle. There was the flea flicker that never ended up getting back to the lateral. Like those are the plays that he just would have no idea about. Right. Yeah. Um, I think there's also a rule about if you roster a guy from someone else's practice squad, he has to be on your team for like two or three weeks. I think that's, yeah, that's that something in that range, but yeah, you're going to have to hold on to him for a little bit, which I don't know. And doesn't the player have to agree? Like the player has to agree to sign that contract too. And not anymore. No, that got done after the 2019 season. Once they, once they got rid of 
all the like, hey, we're just going to pay a 11th offensive lineman like he's a member of the 53-man roster, but we're keeping him on the practice squad. Once they got rid of all that stuff, okay. um, all the agreement stuff got thrown out the window. But I just – it's a idea that seems like a good idea until you just like start scratching the surface. And then you're like, there's 50 reasons why they won't bring up Patrick Taylor. So – yeah. Well, we, we joked about it, you know, when the, the guys went down um, on that last drive of the first half at halftime and, you know, Jaden Reed could get some, some work as, you know, with some, some of the, you know, work back in some of those Tyler Irvin type of plays. Um, you know, they, they handed him the ball three times in this game. And, and again, look what he did. He scored that first touchdown um, and let the psycho play some offense. Let Keyshawn get a couple of snaps out there. They 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 had a couple for him early in the season. So, you know, that's something they've thought about. And as you noted at halftime, he played running back in high school. Yeah. I mean, those so. are the guys I think you take a look at. I think Jaden Reed got a couple reps in Pony. Like, they, they had, like, two back <laughs> stuff, basically, and, and Reed was the second back. He could um, be that uh, play that run that orbit motion that Jones usually runs out of the two back set sometimes. Yeah. Dude, I'm excited. We figured out how to get Jaden Reed the football, and that was yeah. a guy that definitely needed the football. So, our oh. guys, we said like, just <laughs> feed Reed and Wicks until until a point of failure. Limit test, right? Figure figure out what that line is. Seems like they can handle the targets. I know Wicks had like two plays that you could probably consider drops, but he also ended up leading the team in receiving yards with 91 in this game. Also. RIP the Wicks overs. Um, <laughs> yeah, we're think, we're done making money on those. Yeah, I think we had a good <laughs> run, guys, but I think this is where it ends after 10 games. I think Vegas is finally going to get smart enough to start hanging those lines a little higher. Yeah, it, it, it had jumped up from, what, the usual, like, 12 and a half two weeks ago to 19 and a half this week, and obviously he crushed that. I think you're going to see that number up. You might see that number up closer like to 40. 40. Yeah, yep. it's going to end up being like 40. Yep. Um, man, I'm so excited about this game. All <laughs> right, let's head into break, get into the vibe checks. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering, so you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. And we're back. All right. Offensive side of the ball. Happy pretty much with everyone other than the offensive line. The offensive line. How yeah. dare you? <laughs> How dare you? 
what the fuck is going on with you guys? <laughs> uh the the Sean Ryan drive worked, right? Packers and then we didn't see him again ever again. Yeah, this is Runyon stunk in this game. I was I was a Runyon. I feel like I was a pretty big Runyon defender. Yeah, I'm done with him. I'm breaking up with John Runyon Jr. <laughs> enough is enough. And then they're still rotating uh, Nyman and Walker over in le- at left tackle, and they're both sucking now. Yeah, like I think Walker played worse, but then like Nyman gives up a brutal sack, and you're just like, okay, both of you. I just just like started looking up like the tackles again. I'm like, go all. <laughs> He's so tall, so athletic. He'd be a perfect Packer. I like it, but no. Outside of that, though, um, I mean, Packers had. It, Love was spreading the ball around. You kind of alluded to it earlier, but he had six players who had four targets or more and nobody had more. No one player had more than six targets. So that's a, that's a solid distribution. Um, again, I want to see the, the snap counts and see how much, you know, Wicks and Reed continue to, to eat into a little bit of the Dobbs and Watson snaps. Cause yeah. you know, Wicks continues to creep up just little by little by little. But um, I bet he was closer to, you know, maybe up around 50, 60 percent um, as opposed to kind of like the the 40 or so percent that he'd been playing the last couple of weeks. If the snap counts come out and say like Wicks and Watson flipped their snap numbers, I would not be surprised because that's yeah. kind of how it felt during the game. I, I joked in the APC Slack, I was like, where's Christian Watson? Like, has anyone found Christian Watson? And then immediately he gets penalized for the, uh, the false start, which was like <laughs> the smallest false start I've ever that seen. Was, called. That was rough, but yeah, he had a nice block on one of the Jaden Reed screens. Um, he did a nice job yeah. getting out and, and not engaging too soon. Like he has done once or twice earlier this year too. And, uh, I mean, nice route on his touchdown and got wide open for, for love to to float one in there for him. So good on him. But um yeah, I think the the breakdown of, of targets was much more reasonable today and, and you know him getting four targets as opposed to you know six for Dobbs, six for Reed, five for Wicks. That's that set of numbers feels um feels like a much more appropriate distribution of the football. Yeah. Gone are the days of the 18 targets between Dobbs and Watson. <laughs> and I'm pretty happy about that. Yep. Um, what the hell do we do with this offensive line, man? What, what, I think the best line is Nyman at left tackle and Ryan at right guard. I just don't th- like Nyman's not good enough at left tackle. Yeah. But he is better than Walker. So <laughs> yeah, and, and and there's there's nothing else that you're gonna do at this point of the season that that is gonna get you anything better than that. So, yeah. but uh, yeah, if if there was any hope that Nyman was gonna play his way into you know a big new contract from Green Bay this off season, that that ship has sailed. I think the Runyon contract too is just mm-hmm. DOA at this mm-hmm. point. So we're talking about potentially changing up two offensive line spots. I, I think Ryan can fit in at right guard though. Um, obviously they'd probably try to test him. Left tackle is again, going to be weird just because of the whole Bakhtiari situation. But I do think, um, you know, the, the Rams ended up winning somehow. So the Packers are now at 11 in the draft order or at nine in the draft order. Um, at that point, you're probably missing Fashanu. You're probably missing all, 
So you're talking about converting one of these college right tackles to left tackle, but I would still bet that that's probably the direction that this Packers team would end up going. Yeah, is I mean, who's is the Bama guy probably the next one? Yeah, the next guy down, Latham, and then Mims. Both of them are right tackles, and then yeah. uh, the Oregon State kid. He's another right tackle. So, and then uh, Kingsley, the BYU kid, too. He's another right tackle. There's a lot of right tackles in this class. That's why I think those two guys, you know, Fashanu and Alt, are going to end up going so early. It's just like, oh, they actually we have film of them playing on the left side. Like, pull yeah. the trigger. We're 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 done with this. Yeah. Um, I mean, we touched on the love having 300 yards. First time since week three of, I'm sorry, week 13 of 2021, the Packers have had a 300 yard passer. We did it. Oh my gosh. Um, he almost got there last week. So, I mean, like you said, we're, we're, we're seeing things trending in the right direction here. And it's also his third game this season with a uh, completion percentage better than two thirds. And all of those have come in the last five and he did it on 40 attempts. So, um, yeah, that that again, signs of progress. There are still one or two iffy balls. Um if he throws a better ball to to Dobbs on that deep shot early, um Dobbs yeah. had two steps on the corner and um just put way too much air under it and and left it 8 10 yards short and then the one to to Musgrave up the sideline that was that's just the one that's burned into oh, my eyes. That could have been a an 80-yard touchdown. Um yeah. If, if you hit him right in stride. So that one, that one hurt a little bit. But, uh, other than that, I mean, he, he did a, a good job getting the ball to his playmakers in space. And, and some of the guys came up with some big yak. The, the one Wix's third catch, uh, the one where he, he catches it over the middle on like a little hitch, takes a shot right in the back and then just runs out of it and streaks up the middle of the field between a couple of, of defenders and picks up 35 yards. Um, that was fun. I think that was the play that they thought he got concussed on too, wasn't it? Yeah, it must have been because I yeah, it was after a, a big play, and I was like, "What the heck?" Yeah, it so that was a little weird, and then and then yeah, the the screen to read picking up a good twenty yards or so. Um, yeah, did a good job of of putting his playmakers in a, a spot where they could do something with the football. So nicely done, good game, good game, Jordan. Just just fine tune those couple little. Couple little shots and, uh, we'll He's be so weird. We'll be cooking with gas. Because <laughs> again, lo- lots of national media guys, right? Ended up watching this game because it was just like the best game on in the morning slate, which is probably not what you expect out of two teams that finish at four and six after this game, right? Um, and every single one of them that knew what they were talking about in terms of quarterback play and stuff like that hit me up and were like, he's so close. He just like has to keep playing and like figure out his mechanics and he'll yep. get there. But like there's so many times he's just drifting away in the pocket for no good reason and like Where if he could just I... be stand he could because he can stand tall and take a hit. Uh-huh. But it's like just do that consistently, dude. It, it, it was the musgrave. Yeah, the musgrave throw. That was one of those those fadeaways. Now where have I seen a quarterback have <laughs> footwork like that before? I don't know. I can't quite put my finger on it. Huh. Mm. Well, he's great at developing quarterbacks. It's not <laughs> like uh, Zach Wilson, the guy he stood up for all oh. offseason, just got benched for Tim Boyle, right? Oh, wait. Ooh. Oh, boy. Well, maybe Tim Boyle was the guy he was developing all along. It's <laughs> the sleeper cell. <laughs> Dude, what are we doing with this Rodgers thing? Okay, so... Oh. 
I wanted to or vibe check. Let's give a number. Um, eight. I don't the Rogers thing. I'm I'm going eight. eight? I'm I'm feeling good, man. Uh, I'll do it too. That feels a little high because the offensive line sucks, but I'll I'll yeah. do it off the of vibes alone. Um, yeah. Aaron Rodgers. All right. Every doctor says like, <laughs> what he's doing isn't really crazy, right? It's just he's assuming a lot of risk in the recovery of that Achilles tendon, right? And if it gets stretched out and it heels stretched out. There's no way to really fix that without, like, blowing it out again, right? So you're going to lose explosiveness in that Achilles for basically ever if you end up rushing the process. But he wants to come back. This Jets team isn't in any position to win anything at this point, right? Like, there's a very good chance that I think he said he or someone leaked that, like, he wants to play first week of December. Like, they might get out of the playoff hunt completely by that point. Um, and then stuff leaks this morning where it's like the Jets want to make another run at Devontae Adams next season. I'm like, why are we moving the goalposts? <laughs> and then Rodgers is just going to be pissed that anyone holds him accountable. Right? Yeah. They're to be like, Rodgers, why didn't you play? And he's like, well, that's not really how this works. Why is the media attacking me? I'm so hurt. <laughs> like, I'm tired of this. Yeah. Why are we I pretending? Mean... The Jets suck. There's no reason for him to come back. They're they're two games out of a playoff spot right now. Um, let's see what their schedule looks like for the the next couple of weeks. Um, all right, at Buffalo, home for Miami, are the next two weeks. I'm sorry, Buffalo is today. So then they they got blown out. Um, Miami next week, um, home for Atlanta, home for Houston. So I mean, maybe they have a chance with the Falcons at home, yeah. but. I mean, playing Miami and Houston both feel like two losses the way those two teams are playing right now. So you're going into, you know, December, mid December at what, four, six, five and eight? Probably. What are you playing for at that point? Nothing, man. No. Nothing. There's no reason. There's no reason. Shut it down. What? Get a, get the Packers a better second round draft pick and, and move on to, to next year. Yeah. I don't get it. All right. Uh, Defensive odd checks. Dude, uh, <laughs> Jonathan Owens is so bad. And we we made it through a couple game stretch where it was like, all right, Jonathan Owens isn't making an ass of himself. But it's not like he played good. I just think that he went against a terrible streak of quarterbacks. I was just going to say, I mean, that says more, a lot more to me about the fact that he played against Brett Rippon and Kenny Pickett yeah. than anything uh, anything else. So it was it wasn't like an Isaiah McDuffie situation where you're like, right. this guy can play. It was just like this guy is not visible. He's good at not being seen, which is <laughs> probably how he's lasted so long in the NFL. But this game, oh my God. I'm ready. Anthony Johnson Jr. put him third on the depth chart at safety. If one of uh Savage or Rui Ford can come back, start him opposite of him. Right. Yep. Like I don't need to see any more Jonathan Owens on defense. Keep playing him on special teams, do whatever you want there. Uh, I'm done with him on defense. Yep. Yeah. Roast that was that was ugly. Um yeah, I mean we talked about the one bad designed run that they gave up was that, that one to Eckler that he bounced outside. Um other than that, you know, for the most part, like you said, schematically it, it worked out to the Packers' advantage and they, they did a halfway decent job against the run. Um Kenny and Clark, even, even I, on that long run, yeah, like 
they had it designed to stop that. Yeah. Preston Smith just got got greedy. Yeah. So I'd say uh, Kenny Clark had maybe the two biggest plays of the game defensively on uh, stripping the 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 fumble uh, down pretty close to the goal line, and then the breaking up the pass on fourth down to to clinch the the W. So nice to see Kenny showing up and um, get a couple of decent pressures on on Herbert too. That again, he just he's he's deceptively mobile. And uh, he's so fast. He's so big, and like how how he can be Unfair. that that quick and that fast at that size is is ridiculous. He's closer to Cam Newton than people realize, just from like a physical perspective. Like this mm-hmm. dude is built. Um, at linebacker, so Quay comes back from the groin injury. Did Devon, did Devondre leave and then never come back? I believe that's how that worked out, right? I say McDuffie was in. Sounds right to me. I don't remember seeing him back in. Whatever he got hurt for, it seemed like either like collarbone, shoulder type of area. Yeah. It seemed like he was in a whole lot of pain. Um, Kind of worried about that moving forward. With that being said, Devondre hasn't been good this year. So, yeah, like the drop off between him and Isaiah McDuffie isn't that big. Koi is still their more athletic guy. And yeah, I mean, that's just the situation. That's right that's where it is. So, um, elsewhere with the DBs, Carrington Valentine, I am willing to put a gold star on his helmet. Like, oh yeah, we, we did it. We got <laughs> we got him. We got uh, Carl Brooks. There's Turbo- no reason those guys should be this good based off of where they were drafted. I mean, Wicks too. Yeah. The, yep. the the Goody Masterclass. The day, day three, man, and and we were loving it when it happened too. I know. I mean, yeah. you and me and Tyler and and the whole APC crew on uh, on Saturday the draft this week this year we were we were living living good, and uh, it's nice to see those guys um, really stepping up. Um, yeah, Valentine. It's it's kind of fitting that a guy you know taken that late. Is wearing number thirty-seven. It just feels yeah. right. <laughs> hey, you know what doesn't feel good though? I saw the ESPN dots. You know they do the dots mm. for the plays. I think it was the Eckler play, and I saw all three or all four of our starting defensive backs in this game were wearing numbers in the thirties. Oh yeah, sign. that's not a good sign. Yeah, that's bad juju. Yeah, and all, all consecutive too, right? Owens thirty-four. Valentine 35, Johnson 36, and Valentine 37. Yeah, Jeez. they just gave him the – these <laughs> ones are open numbers. I mean, look, had, Oh, go ahead. I was going to say 36 and 37 are good DB numbers in Green Bay. I will I will yes. stand up on that one. but 34 sucked. <laughs> 34 was not good. I don't want to see 34 anymore. Uh, I'm done with 34. <laughs> um, Keyshawn had some nice plays out of the yeah. slot. Thought he helped this team a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, the Anthony, like Anthony Johnson Jr., probably solid, is a nice development. Um, didn't add him on the list, but I probably should have for you know those rookie day three guys. I mean, it's just nice to see young guys actually doing something in their rookie seasons after last year when even you know Devonte Wyatt was a first round pick and they were like, ah, oh, we're like redshirting him basically. Yeah. Right. Oh. Yeah, looking at it, Nixon had what seven tackles, six solo stops, had a tackle for loss. So the TFL was nuts. I mean, he yes. just triggered immediately in the red oh. zone. It just blew oh, that up was the good. Bubble. That was great. 
Uh, I'm excited. I yeah. don't feel that bad about the defense. I know it wasn't pretty, but also you went against Justin Herbert, and I was petrified about Justin Herbert <laughs> for most of that game. Like, the the run game, they didn't really do anything. Like, on the offense, like, Keenan Allen is going to get his if he's going to be fed that many targets. There's just yep. not that much you can do if he's going to be working stuff underneath, right? The worst thing I can say is, like, you let a bunch of tight ends who <laughs> aren't great put up like a hundred yards on you. So, yeah. okay. I guess like covering tight ends has not been a problem for this team for like, that is way down the, the list of problems for, for this roster. So, yep. I don't know. I kind of feel good about the defense. They held Justin Herbert to 20. You can, you can work with that. So yeah, I don't know. What's that? Like, is that like a six? You, you a little higher than a six? Oh man, I might go seven and just yeah. like write Mark Murphy letters about not playing Jonathan Owens anymore. <laughs> there are but, a lot but, of people who are like, why, why doesn't Simone Biles get shown in the broadcast like Taylor Swift does? It was like his her her man stinks. <laughs> man stinks. What are they uh, gonna do? Miss tackle and then just like Simone Biles shot. The the only other thing I think I'd, I'd add is I, I would have liked to have seen a little more out of the pass rush. Um, felt like there was two weeks in a row they haven't really done anything. And... Yeah, and and again, like Herbert escaping was part of that, and I I'll yeah. grant him that. Um, but even so, it it felt like there was um, yeah, I don't know if it was not sticking to rush lanes or something, but it seemed like there was just not a not a lot of consistent pressure on Herbert especially in, you know, on big passing downs and things. So that's my only, I think, one of my only other complaints. Joe Barry is trying shit. I will say that. Joe Barry, there was a lot of, like, weird three-man rushes in this game. There was the Kenny Clark dropping into the middle of the field on the first drive (laughs) of the game in a fire zone. Like, we, you know, Dom Capers is probably watching these games from Carolina right now and smiling at him. Um it's a weird one. Yep. I wonder what they're going to look like against the line. I mean, the, if this team doesn't get healthier, I could see the Lions just cramming the ball down their throat, honestly. Yeah. That's what they did to the Bears, by the way. If you guys watched any of the end of the game there, the Bears actually ended up, I think they had a two-score lead on yep. the Lions, and then it gets to end a game situation, and the Lions were just like, we're going to move the ball down the field, and you're going to get the ball back with, like, zero time on the clock, and you're going to lose this football game. Um We'll see what happens. I saw, you know, golf got banked up and stuff like that. Be an interesting game. So yeah, yeah, that run game and that offensive line definitely worries me, um, especially on a short week. Yep. So you know, I, I, I'm, I'm hopeful that uh, the offense can, you know, can put up another, you know, mid twenties or, or or better game, and at least you know, continue to show the the progression we've seen over these last three four games. And um, you know, at least keep the at least keep it interesting at the very least. Special teams, mm. shit show. This was a <laughs> shit show today, guys. Um, feel, felt like Keyshawn had a better game than he actually ended up having, um, because of the uh, the callback on the first play. Yep. Um, the punt return. There was one where he just <laughs> danced. 
and just went nowhere. And that was late too. That? I think that was that was um that was that the was... one where I was yeah there was yeah there was some sort of situation where I was like are we sure we wanted Keyshawn out there like that was that was the one right at the after the two minute warning when they kicked the ball yes. away with with uh three timeouts left and that that was that's one of those examples of you know my wife knowing football better than the coaches like why are you putting this guy out there who's gonna just be be a crazy person and take off he should just sit down fair catch it something um and then yeah instead he's he's dancing around there for and he probably ran about 20 yards to to get all of like a yard on that punt return <laughs> i'm trying to look at what okay so it was two minute warning okay i found it that play was so weird because I couldn't figure out what the heck was going on in that <laughs> game. Um, the Chargers were trying to get the ball back with the punt. So what ends up happening, third and 10, uh, two minutes, 26 seconds left. Herbert ends up taking a 10-yard sack. That was the Gary sack. Yep. They were trying to, like, Chinese fire drilled the punt team onto the field as fast as possible. Get so it off before could, the two minute warning. They could not only, but it, but it only matters if the play ends before the two minute warning. It's not. Right. I need to kick it off by the time, you know, two oh one is still on the clock. It's it needs to be fair caught, or we, they need to be tackled before the two minute. There was no way you were ever going to get that ball <laughs> out like that. They end up just looking dumb. You look dumb. There was no way you were going to be able to get that that ball punted fast enough. I don't, I don't get what the heck they were doing, and maybe it's a heat of the moment thing. I think Staley came across looking real bad in this game. I know after the game, uh, he had some pretty sassy comments with the media and was basically like, stop asking questions about if I'm going to call the plays. Like, I'm the defensive play caller. Stop, stop, stop. <laughs> um. Weird game, man. Yeah. Weird game. Uh, well, looking looking over the stats, Whelan looked pretty pretty good for the most part. Yeah. Uh, averaged all, yeah, 48 yards. Put the one through the end zone on the touchback, but... It was I close. That one he, was he so dropped close it. to yeah. awesome play. He dropped it like at like the six, I think, or so, and you know it kind of it kind of carried, but there was nobody down there to to do anything about it. So, um, yeah, maybe that's on the coverage team, but um, sent two other ones inside down the twenty. There, so, yeah, what was it? Jaden Reed had the punt return too, where there were literally guys behind him. He didn't even fair catch it, and he yes. was just like, "I'm taking this." It's like, <laughs> Dude, is Keyshawn a bad influence? Is it yeah. Like, what is what the hell is going on, man? Someone fair catch a ball. Uh, yeah. And then Anders just pushing a PAT wide right. Has he missed wide left? Oh, no. The the ones from the the right hash, he keeps missing wide left. Yeah. So, never I mind. I think that, All right. that was his first missed PAT, right? Second. Uh, had, had the one blocked last week. But, yeah, first yeah. one he's actually straight up missed. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. <sighs> I, like a four. You got to go to four. Mm-hmm. You you guys made us look dumb a couple of times. Yeah. Not great. And the penalties um, on top of it. Yeah. Multiple tackles. Oh. <laughs> nice. He also had the, uh, the kick, the one yard kick return on the, the short one that they pooched. And, uh, 
it, it went to him up along the sideline. Oh, I was yeah. almost waiting for, for somebody to do the old Randall Cobb and, and try to step, you know, try to get himself, his body out of bounds and then reach out and touch the ball. I was hoping that that was where they were going to go with that. But instead he just like grabs it and runs straight over to the sideline. <laughs> he looked like he was going to turn around and try to pitch it to Keyshawn. Yeah. <laughs> and then Keyshawn after like went up to him and just like shook his head and was like, no, dude, no, that's not how this works. That I, I felt seen um, in middle school. So I was on the front line, right. Uh, for uh kicker turn and stuff like that. They do surprise, surprise onside kick ball comes to me. I'm like, yeah, I don't, what the hell am I going to do with this thing, man? <laughs> Like I was like the fastest lineman, but like, you know, <laughs> tallest short person, tallest tallest little person. Um, so I look back and I pitch it to one of my friends. I end up getting chewed out on the sideline, but it it worked. I, I felt <laughs> that's what uh, that's what Heath did in this game. Uh-huh. Good for Heath. I mean, I guess <laughs> showing his value over to Ray, who is now making this team consistently. I think uh, I also saw Malik Heath had his first catch of the season yeah. and of his career in this game. He was uh, over on five targets coming into this game and caught his only uh, only target for seven yards. So hey, yeah, he was pretty excited about that because he he caught it on <laughs> one of the little quick screens and he yep. went like seven yards and he was like, it looked like you didn't want to let go of the football. <laughs> it was <laughs> it was pretty funny. Um, Brenton Cox, who for some I, I still don't know why he gets so much hype. From the fan base, because if he wouldn't have gotten undrafted, he would have been like a fifth, fourth round pick. Like it's not mm-hmm. like this guy was a first round pick who went to the undrafted range, but that's seems to be like the level of attention that he draws. Inactive again, like yeah, he might not be on the team next year, guys. Like prepare yourselves. The cornerback <laughs> situation is weird too in this game. Um, I saw. I have to look up his name because in my brain it's just the guy from Carolina, uh, Robert Rochelle. Oh, yeah. He wears number 22. I didn't realize he wore number 22. I had uh, John Charles flashbacks on special teams. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh no, something bad is going to happen. He's actually half decent out there. So Nice. I guess special teams I'll go, yeah, four. I'll have to go four. You embarrass me. (laughs) All right. This feed is going to be weird over the next few days. Um, Again, you know, Thanksgiving game. Tex and I are not going to be recording on Thanksgiving. Um, We're going to be recording probably the Friday, uh, the Friday after. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see if we can do something. Maybe, yeah, maybe we can get something in early and get it in the feed during the day on Friday or something. TBD. So, yeah. We'll I be, need to be, be out flexible. For the Civil War either way. So <laughs> there you go. That's the last one. <laughs> um, I think everything is, else is just going to be expedited, and you're going to get uh, intercepted, cut out this week for whatever that's worth for for the listener. So a little different, but not that different. It's just going to be uh, rearranged in a little bit different way. Hopefully, we can beat the lines. That'd be cool. Also, that'd be awesome. Let's do a. Uh, Matt saved his job today, right? I do, like they would it, have to completely crap out the end of the season. Like I think so. Yeah, this is I a think... good enough stretch where it's like 
there is now a narrative that the offense is improving. That's yeah. what you needed to show. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think if if they had come out and regressed back to to looking like the, um, you know, the team that that they put out there against like the Raiders and Broncos, then that might be a different story. Even if they had, yeah. you know, e- even if they lost but got an offensive performance like this, um, I think that's yeah the 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 kind of turnaround and the the continual progression of of the offense um, is enough. And and you know, I, I'm still not. I don't know that necessarily it would have, it would have taken a lot, even if they had lost this game and to, for him to, to get the ax by the end of the season. But yeah, now it's, it's really hard for me to imagine that at this point, um, that that's, that that's even going to be on the table. Tommy DeVito, that game that we had circled oh. for forever. Uh. Did you see his touchdown celebration? No, I missed it. He did the little Italian <laughs> pinch thing. <laughs> So good. Oh, he scored no. multiple touchdowns. Uh, he now has more multi-touchdown games in the NFL than Kenny Pickett. It's a true, <laughs> it's a true stat. It, it's um, it's one. Uh, or Pickett he has have... one. Devito has two. Devito has two. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I mean, I don't know. Maybe we could lose to the Giants. Maybe that's something that happens. But we'll we'll have to keep an eye out for that. We got Chiefs and Lions before then. Um, Packers picking. Ninth in the draft order right now. So RIP all of the uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. dreams. Let, yep. let them go. The quarterback dreams. Let them go. It's not happening this year, guys. So yep. We're taking a tackle. Joel, it's a good tackle. Yeah, buddy. Respect Joel. <laughs> Let's do it. All right. That's a podcast. Go Pack Go. Go Pack Go. more to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.